When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Brandon Harvey here. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds Good, a podcast where every single Monday, I sit down with an inspiring person and talk about happiness, overcoming struggles, and living a life of intentionality and wonder. This week, I have Erin Erickson on the show. Erin is one of my all-time favorite people. She's a musician turned entrepreneur living in Atlanta, Georgia. She's absolutely brilliant and really could do whatever she wants to do with her entrepreneurial and communication skills. She's chosen to use them to remind people of their value with her brand, So Worth Loving. You've probably seen the word So Worth Loving on t-shirts, Instagram posts, or all over Tumblr. Erin, her team, and her community are behind that. So Worth Loving exists to dare people to live louder and love deeper, to remind people that they are valued, that they are loved, and that they are worth fighting for. Erin is a total firecracker, and I loved getting to talk with her about how So Worth Loving got started, about self-care, and about why comparison is a thief of joy. Let's just jump straight into this. Okay, I am here with Aaron Erickson of So Worth Loving. Aaron, welcome to Sounds Good. I'm so stoked to be here. Thanks for thanks for asking me to be. <laughs> oh, this is this is so so fun. Okay, so I feel like we should just start off by saying that I was in Atlanta a few weeks ago and got to visit your brand new shop, and it is so fun, so beautiful. Is it so worth loving? It's, <laughs> just kidding. It is. <laughs> We're going to, I think that that pun is going to, or I don't know if that's a pun, but that joke is going to make its way around this episode for sure. (laughs) When I, I mean, when I parked, I told you this, but when I parked in the parking spot, I was thinking you should have a little sign that says so worth parking. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I want to jump back a little bit in time to kind of get an understanding of how you created this amazing movement, you know, like so worth loving is blowing up. You guys have a store. Um, you guys have got tons of followers all over the internet. Like people are really embracing this message. Um, where did like, where did this message start? Like, yeah, just bring me back to the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, before I started so worth loving, I was an art director for this nonprofit, and then I was also pursuing um, music as well. And I had like a few EPs and I would do, you know, music videos. And I also like licensed my music to commercials and television shows and things like that. So I thought maybe, you know, I would be pursuing music full time. And that like, that was my aspiration. That was my scope of, you know, your five-year plan or whatever is, you know, who has one of those. But 
<laughs> but for me, it was maybe I'll do music. And um, I had a music video that went viral, and I was just really overwhelmed by the people that supported my music and thought that it was shareable, that they, um, a lot of my music is very uplifting and empowering and encouraging. And so I thought, what if I created something for the people that support me that I could give to them, for them to know that I think they're awesome. And so I was trying to think up fan merch or like some sort of just something to like gift them or or whatever it may be. And the phrase, so worth loving, came to my mind. So I thought, well, that's kind of fun. Did that phrase have any sort of, like, how did it pop into your mind? That's so it interesting. It literally was like, uh, it literally just popped up. So I was playing I with different that. phrases. Like, it was like, you're good enough. You're worthy of love. You are valuable. You are, you know, all these different types. And then for some reason, so worth loving, like, worth loving came to my mind. And then so worth loving um, came to my mind and I was like, wow, that's powerful. Is that something that already exists and I don't know? So I like went to the internet and searched for it. Cause you know, sometimes you come up with ideas and then you realize, oh wait, they already exist. And I probably just saw it somewhere. <laughs> I didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah. Me all the time. <laughs> so I thought that that's what so worth loving was cause it's common, but it's not common. And so I, uh, yeah. So I, I it literally just popped into my mind. <laughs> Man, and, okay and then why do you think that the phrase resonated with you so much if it just like it popped into your mind and you're like this is i mean you probably didn't know that you were going to devote your next few years of your life to this but you obviously have <laughs> um like why do you think it resonated so much i think you know i think it resonated so much with me and with other people is because it is a very um familiar phrase um but it's also not shared enough and um, the world and in society. And for me, like, you know, I, I felt like I never really had, I had some struggles as far as like how I viewed myself. Um, however, I didn't realize like, for instance, I was in a, a verbally abusive relationship. Then, um, I had to just realize I was normalizing it and treat myself with enough respect to get out of that relationship. Mm. And so for, so for me, it, you know, that, but I didn't learn that until after people started opening up and sharing their stories that I learned that about myself. Wow. Wow. I think that says something about the power of it, it's kind of like it's the power of the me too statement, you know, people mm -hmm. sharing like I've experienced this too allows you to have a further understanding of who you are and where you're at. Yep, absolutely. Okay. And so, so you have this phrase, it resonates with you a ton you just had a music video that went viral. You're going to make merch. What happens next? So at the time I had a craft room. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I, uh, I went to it and I had uh, cardboard uh, stencils and fabric spray paint that I literally duct taped the stencils together that said so worth loving. And I busted out a few of my shirts that I didn't care if I damaged them to play around with. The phrase and I started spray painting my t-shirts and then my friends shirts and then their friends shirts and then I was like well maybe maybe more people want this on their shirt so I did a really like you know the safest thing you could do and go to the internet and put your home address on there <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I'm sure if my dad knew that I did that he would probably not let me do that <laughs> oh absolutely that is not a good way to start a business 
It's not. <laughs> but um, it was what was so cool was, you know, I'd work, you know, an eight-hour day at work, and I'd come home so excited to check my inbox, like my mailbox, to see if I received any shirts, and I did. And that's what was so cool was it was like these strangers. So I put my home address on the internet and I said, mail me your personal shirt, whatever shirt you want. I'll spray paint this phrase on it and I'll mail it back to you. That's crazy and entirely inefficient also. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. I, <laughs> I love that. It's not even scalable because I'm only one person spray painting with, with cardboard stencils and duct tape. I would have to buy a new cardboard because it gets so soggy and soft and uh, like that, you know, <laughs> so I had to keep buying cardboard stencils and I had to keep buying spray paint and Jared's just like, hey, babe, my husband, he's like, this isn't sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I did that and then... I think what was the most um, overwhelming feeling I received was when I checked my email and there were stories upon stories of people emailing me why they have felt unworthy of love and um, why, and you know, how someone has never told them that they were valuable or worth love. It just breaks my heart. Um, and, and so I saw a lot of that in my inbox and I thought if people weren't, if they realized that they aren't alone, all the people that were emailing me, they aren't alone in their struggles or feeling this way, they would feel less crazy. They would feel less um, alone in the process of healing and searching. That is absolutely beautiful. Um, you're getting all these emails in your inbox. All these people are sharing their stories. And of course, there's this common theme of I didn't realize that I was so worth loving. But do you feel like there was um, there was almost like another thread that kind of wove between these things uh, where mm-hmm. you're like, wow, like this kind of person's really resonating with this, this kind of, you know, is there something like that? I mean, you've seen so many stories. Yeah. You know, I think honestly, it's, we have seen so many stories. The only, th- the common thread would be that everybody that has struggled with self-worth um, the reason they struggled with it is because they've lived their life out of a lie that either they told themselves or someone else has told them. Wow. So that's that's what I see. And it's it's addressing what are the lies that you've consistently reminded yourself that has allowed you to not live your life based off of a truth. Instead, it's a, it's a lie. Um, and I know that from my personal experience. So I think that's why it helped me to identify with it a lot. Man, it really is beautiful the way that this is connecting people in in unique ways. And I would imagine mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, how how has this impacted the way that you see your own story through this? You know, you were talking about how you didn't even realize that you had these lies you were telling yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. Dive more into this idea that, like, by seeing other people's stories, you know, people are better understanding themselves. Yeah, I think... Um, for me, it was, I don't know, I, I think the bravery inspired me that somebody would even ask the questions and uh, be searching. And, um, you know, for me, it was identifying why was I making certain decisions um, based off of lies. And, and it was because of what a relationship did, did to me, honestly, and that I also allowed to happen and not realizing it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, gosh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're getting real deep. <laughs> I know, we got real deep real fast. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No, I mean, what I, I love what you do so much because it takes something as simple as a t-shirt or as simple mm-hmm. as um, an Instagram post or as simple as a tweet and it turns it into... Um, it's an opportunity for conversation. It's an opportunity for introspection. It's an opportunity to go deep. And yeah. um, I think it's because you couple beauty with depth. You know, all of your mm-hmm. shirts are beautifully designed. You know, they've come a long way since the stencil days. And even the stencil days, I've seen those shirts and um, and the, there was a, a sense of beauty to that as well. And so, and mm. you know, going through your website, you have, it's full of beautiful photos and your Instagram is full of beautiful designs again. And I think that says something that it's, uh, it's, we don't really want to get deep, you know, like nobody wants to get deep. I feel like in some ways this podcast is sometimes a bait and switch because, you know, it's called sounds good, but, but we talk a lot about pain we talk a lot about depth and we talk a lot about overcoming struggles. Um, Mm. But if the podcast was called, sounds painful but you'll get through it better on the other side like nobody would listen to that that would be awful and so, so true. and so there's a picture of me with like a stoop with my stupid haircut on the cover and then <laughs> and then I get to talk to people like you and we get to have conversations about you know pain and brokenness and the lies that we're told um mm-hmm. And again, the po- I mean, the, nobody would listen to the podcast again if it stopped there, if we just yeah. l- stopped at the pain. But it's really a story of uh, of redemption, things coming full circle, justice yeah. being created in the world. Um, and that's, I think that's why I get like so speechless, like talking about what you're doing, because people are writing in and their lives are actually being changed and impacted from t-shirts and from, yeah. you know, from this phrase and and, that, and that's nuts to me, and it's but it's beautiful, and it, I think it's just a testament to the power of those words and the power of intentionality that you guys have put into getting those words in front of people's eyes. Mm, mm, that's very well said. Thank you, Brandon. I think one thing that I learned along the way was that you know, so worth loving. We always say so worth loving. It's a lifestyle because we do believe that if if you live your life through the lens of knowing that you have worth and that you're worthy of love. The decisions you make are different. You know, I started thinking about it for myself and kind of reflecting like, why do I say yes to certain relationships and no to certain ones? Why do I say, why do I stick up for myself sometimes and why don't I? And the the root of it all is that, do I believe that I'm worthy of a relationship that will treat me well? Or am I worthy of a relationship or am I not worthy of a relationship that will treat me well? And And that's been a really, I think, powerful thing to learn through apparel, (laughs) you know, just through spray painting t-shirts is that it is more of a lifestyle. And I always say like, we'll never be known for handcrafted t-shirts that have artisan thread that we've made. (laughs) (laughs) But, But what we'll be known for is the bridge that we are making between not talking about the struggles of self worth and talking about it. Um, and, and the apparel is just that bridge, (laughs) man, that's a great bridge. Um, do you think that that bridge can take on other forms over time? You know, like what are, what are some other, I mean, I guess you, you speak, of course, you've got a music background, like, um, you know, what, what is the future of, 
that bridge look like? Or, or maybe not even that. Maybe I want to ask, um, you know, that's a bridge. Um, clothing is a bridge for you guys right now. But um, as people continue to embrace this idea that they're so worth loving and that others are so worth loving, like, what are some other tools for that? Like, what are some other yeah. ways to bridge that idea? Yeah, I think for, we've, uh, just this past year, we've been just brainstorming and dreaming of the things that we could create and the product that we could create that would just continue to infuse that. And, and so I'm excited just to see what happens and how we evolve as a company. Because while originally it was fashion, I think that there's other endeavors that we'll probably head down. Um, you know, it, it, it could be, it could be so many different things. I think that's what's so cool about it is that it is a lifestyle. So it's like, cool, we don't have to do just apparel. We can do so many other different types of things. Totally. Um, but I think too, for us, it's so important that we feature people's stories and people that maybe are in, in the media or in, in the light um, to share that they're real people and that they live a life that is also unfiltered. And so I think there's also power behind that too with us being able to just engage with other influencers and, and people that, you know, are put on a pedestal to show like they have the same, the same struggles and the same feelings. Cause it's like what you said, there's a me too, to every story that we see. Um, and so I, I think so worth loving is just going to continue to go down that path of revealing those me twos. Mm. I think that that's a real I don't want to like I hate saying that things are problems but like the oh, idea yeah. the, the idea that we put things on pedestals is like is and, and especially people on pedestals is definitely you know a thing that sucks the life out of us um, yeah and my wife she's you, you know Sammy she's a great yeah. writer she wrote this amazing blog post um, a few months ago and it's just this idea that she like went through her Instagram and she just she had like a list of criteria of like, I'm going to unfollow people if they're X, Y, or Z. And the mm. biggest, the biggest common thread between X, Y, and Z was like, am I putting this person up on a pedestal in a way that, mm. uh, that it makes me feel differently about myself. Um, mm. and you know, some people are really, really great about sharing their struggles online. And some people that they, they're just, they don't do that. And that's, I don't know if that's wrong to not share your struggles online but it definitely it gives people a, a, an impression that your life is perfection yeah, um, absolutely and, and there's something beautiful about kind of freeing yourself from that and being able to say i'm gonna i don't i don't know it's it's an interesting concept um and it's something i'm still trying to figure out as i go yeah help, help me unpack this aaron let's just do a little counseling <laughs> session <laughs> Well, I think that um, if we are going to be in any form of leadership, we have to see that we're responsible for the individuals that we're leading. Even if we don't don't even think that we're a leader, if we have um, people that are wanting to just be a part of our lives and and social media makes it so easy to do that, it's just doing the self-check of like, am I being completely honest to the people that are are following me and listening to me and um, do they know that I have bad days? Should they know? I mean, for, for me, I think I, transparency is so huge in our community that if I only led a life that wasn't transparent, I would not want to be a part of so worth loving. Um, if you know, the staff and the team didn't believe in transparency. Yeah. Cause we, we, we 
promote and encourage it with safe people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this idea of like safe people, because obviously you don't want to just be like fully transparent with people who are, you know, they're not going to like be healthy. They're not going to uh, respect uh, what you're sharing. You know, you want to be mm-hmm. careful with your vulnerability, but like, how do you draw that line between, cause there, there's so much value. Uh, yeah. You're just the expert at this. And so I'm just like, <laughs> I love this. Let's just, <laughs> just teach me your ways. <laughs> you're so fun. I'm definitely not an expert. <laughs> I've just gone to therapy for five years. Well, that's vulnerability <laughs> right there, folks. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, well, there's a book, there's a few books that um, I would encourage anybody to read if they are questioning or struggling with that. I think the book Safe People is a really powerful book. Um, and there's another book called uh, Boundaries, which is another really good book. Um, but I think, you know, if for me, whenever I share online some of my struggles or some of the, the, um, the things I'm going through, I always share from the perspective after I've gone through them. Because mm. I feel like that's when I have the most clarity. Um, I'm not responding out of emotion, but out of what I experienced. And I can share my emotion, but it's not. Um, I feel like in the moment, there's things that haven't been fleshed out yet that you haven't felt. And so, I mean, I share I share things after I feel like I've fleshed them out. Um, and then safe people. I mean, I think it's. Do you know? Have you have you looked at that book at all? Safe I people? have no. I have not. It's a good book. So it just talks about like personality traits and um, what, you know, what constitutes somebody as an unsafe person and a safe person and um, how it's, oh gosh, it's such a good book. Oh, you need to read it. I will. I love it. Deal. <laughs> I mean, this, this idea, I mean, this is the idea of self care of, um, of, you know, being aware of what you need and especially what you don't need. And that's mm-hmm. been something that I've been learning over the last few years. And it's, it's a game changer. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it allows you, I, I mean, it comes back to this idea that you are so worth loving. You are so worth. And that's what, when you kind of realize that and you're like, Oh, I, I do not need to be treated like this, or I do not need to experience this. Um, it allows you to just kind of live with more strength and it allows you to live yeah, it it allows you to uh, to live a life that's m- like much more rewarding, and that's been mm-hmm. a really power. I don't know, it's just been a really powerful experience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think um, the book Boundaries. What I love about that is that it talks about um, having the confidence to say no to things that you should say no to, mm. and not feeling guilty for. Which is, I mean, if if you're a people pleaser, which I have tendencies to be. Um, having the permission to say no when you feel the pressure to say yes is the most freeing thing that you can experience, I think. Um, so boundaries teaches that and safe people does too. Yeah. But I should be, I should endorse that book. I keep talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> need to write the back jacket cover. <laughs> Do you feel like, you know, I'm I'm starting to see people in my own life come awake to this idea of boundaries, of self-care, of having um, safe people in their lives. Do you feel like there's a common thread between people reaching that point? Because I don't think that we're born with it. Like, I don't think that most people are born with an ability to be aware of these things. Um, but 
you know, the strongest leaders I know, the most healthy people I know have somehow come to this point of understanding this. Do you feel like there's almost a catalyst that you've seen in a lot of people's lives for um, realizing like that it's okay to say no, that it's okay to like focus on healthy relationships? Does that make sense? I think that the reason people learn boundaries is because their boundaries have been violated and they're, and they realized it. Like, I think like for me, like I am a trial and error learner. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't like, I throw myself into it and then I learn the hard way. And I think that's like that with relationships, you know, you say yes too many times and then you're like, Oh my gosh, that was not good for me. I'm not going to do that again. You hit a wall, you burn out, you, something Mm -hmm. bad happens. Mm -hmm. That, that totally resonates with me. And, um, the be- the best thing that could happen is for somebody to hear this and not have to learn this by trial and error. Uh, I know. <laughs> that they'd be able to be like, oh, Aaron had that happen. I'm going to not let that happen to me. <laughs> oh, hopefully, hopefully that will happen. But I feel like most people, you don't realize you're walking into the fire until you're burning. <laughs> you're like, oh, crap, that hurt. You're like, okay, dang it. I'm turning around. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I just kind of want to go back to this idea that um, comparison is a thief of joy. You know, mm. we're talking about how um, it's it's really easy to let this idea of comparison creep in. Um, and and I remember this quote from you actually, where you you said that. In order to really understand your dreams and truly let them take you places, you have to stop comparing yourself to others. Mm. And um, first of all, I love that I stalked you enough uh, to <laughs> to have written that down at one point in my life. Uh, but I think you know, I think that that's a really powerful thing. And and so if we kind of come back to this idea of like, um, of course, on our own end of things, it's really healthy as leaders. Like you're teaching me this as we go, uh, but like. It's mm. as leaders, you know, it's valuable to be vulnerable. It's valuable to be honest. But what about on the other side of things when you're not uh, the one leading? You're you're the one who's maybe struggling with comparison. You're struggling at looking um, at other people and and not understanding that their dreams are different than yours. Like what's what's a really healthy, great way to combat that? Yeah, and that's a good question. I'm, I well, I love what Sammy did when she went through and she decided I can engage with, you know, whatever she can control, she's going to control it to make sure that she's seeing the things that don't make her compare herself. And I think that's, you have to guard yourself. I think it's guarding yourself. I think it's stopping thoughts that start to come up. I think it's being prepared. If you know those thoughts are going to pop up because it's been a struggle of yours, having a response when they do so that you can easily start changing the way you are thinking. What's a response like that look like? I mean, I think for me it was, um, you know, if I started being like, well, if only I looked like this or if I if I was more like this and more like this and this, then this would happen to me or whatever it may be. And, and you have to remind yourself like, well, but that's not me. That's not how I respond. That's not how I'm wired. That's not. So really I should be, I should be content with, with how I'm going to respond. I think it's finding contentment within yourself. And that's a huge struggle. That was a huge struggle for me. It took me being okay with silence. I was forcing myself to turn off the radio, turn off the TV, turn off my phone and just be able to sit in silence and be okay with my own thoughts. I think you have to like subject yourself to things that are very uncomfortable in order to fight through them. Um, 
which is like, oh, easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just processing through that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that means turn um, off this podcast, everybody. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but I, I think it's figuring out, you know, whatever it is that is your trigger. No, you know, like, okay, so this is what I love. Okay, let me tell you, let me tell you this. Okay. So something that I've learned and that a few people and a mentor of mine taught me is in the moments where you have high emotions of comparison, write all your emotions down as to why you're comparing, look at them and identify if they are truth or if they are a lie. And when you write something physically down, there is so much power. It sounds so cheesy, but there's so much power in admitting this is how you feel and then looking at it and really being able to identify if it's the truth or a lie. And so wow. that that's what I would encourage somebody to do. Write down these emotions that you're feeling and then look at them and analyze, like, is this true or is this false? Is that is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Man, that's so interesting. And this is, I mean, this is a bit of a tangent, but um, I wonder if, because there's also value in like seeing these truths written down and in knowing that you wrote that, like there's probably something poetic about the idea that you stenciled hundreds of uh, phrases of so worth loving onto people's t-shirts. Like you by hand, like reminded yourself again and again and again, like mm. you're so worth loving. Um, mm. Man, I, I wonder, yeah, this idea of writing down these things is so interesting. And, and there's probably some beautiful symbolism in the idea of like, you know, people writing down all of these emotions and crossing out things that are like, this is not true about me. Being able to like read through like, these are the things that are true. You know, you come out with yes. a piece of paper where maybe half the stuff is crossed out, but the other half is like beautiful and strong. Yeah, absolutely. When I think too, like sometimes if you are on this path of like self-destruction where you, you know, you, you can't even fathom what the truth, like what truths are about you. Like you may be, that might, that might be your life right now where it, you can't even tell the difference between a lie and a truth. And I think it's finding somebody around you that knows you well enough to be able to identify truths and you write those down and then you wrestle with what that looks like. Um, Cause I think it's, you know, like I said, it's easier said than done. Like it sounds flowery until like you start doing it. And then it's like, Oh, this is hard. It's painful. It's raw. It's not fun. I, I don't even like to think about the lies that I am living or the lies that I'm believing um, but it's like, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with safe people. If you can't identify what your truths are, asking somebody to help you through that process. Mm. I think that's a really important step. That makes sense that you bring on somebody else who has like an outsider's opinion who like can, can just objectively tell you like, this is true about you. Like you're so in your head that you're forgetting that this is true and this is false. But I can yeah. tell you from here that like, you are so worth loving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like this also kind of comes back to this idea of like, you know, sometimes you have to shut off the radio. Sometimes you have to turn off the TV. Sometimes you have to turn off this podcast so that you can hear yourself think. Because I think it's yeah. really easy to to just always have stuff running and to never allow yourself to think through these things because a lot of these things are hard. Like a lot of these things suck to process through. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and if you're just constantly blocking it out, then you're never going to grow. You're never going to get past it. And you're just, I would imagine you're just like stuffing it deeper and deeper and deeper. 
Yeah. And that's where, you know, it then comes out in your relationships and it comes out on the people that you love and you care and you feel the safest around. And so it's not just good for yourself. I mean, and that's important to care for yourself, but it's also good for the people around you who, um, mm. who you care about. Yeah, it's so true. I want to ask, like, I want to kind of transition. We've been talking all this uh, like high level stuff and my brain is still getting like my mind is blown processing through all this with you it's so goofy <laughs> I love how much I'm just like geeking out but like I want to ask like can you share like a recent encouraging story from your community like a tangible thing where it's like this is exact. this is what happened to somebody recently oh we have so many oh I bet it's so hard so to pick. many well you know I loved I recently it was really cool um we, we, so we have a retail store now in Atlanta and, um, I was working on Sunday and this woman came in with her son. She's probably like, mm, probably like in her early, probably 38, 40. She comes in, her son's like 10 and, um, we're talking and she said, I've been wanting to make it out to the store, but I told myself I can't come until I, um, fully believe that I'm worthy of love. And so I haven't come because of that. And she said, we had a soccer game around like around the corner and I thought I'm never going to make it in. And I still don't know if I believe that I'm worthy of love, but I decided to push through and just make myself come in here. And that like one, it broke my heart that she felt, you know, that she could never come in until she felt worthy of love, but also how powerful it was for her son to witness that because here's a mom that has struggled with some, with some uh, self-esteem issues. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to overcome my fear of, of not believing it. And I'm just going to start telling myself. Cause I think sometimes you have to tell yourself in order to believe it. Mm, yeah. So you can live into it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that was really cool. But I mean, we had a, we also had another woman that came in and she bought, you know, a, a gift for her friend because she said, my friend has had the worst week and she is feeling horrible about herself. And so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to get her a shirt. I'm going to write her a card and I'm going to remind her that she's worthy of love. So we've had instances like that where it's been face to face, but then we've also had instances where people have, you know, emailed their stories of, you know, whether it was a learning disability and struggling with ADHD and dyslexia and never feeling like she could be good at her job or that she was worth any career she wanted to pursue because she had a learning disability to um, a, a girl, a young girl that was sexually abused at seven and, and at 12 and then dealt with abandonment from a family member and just kind of overcame a lot of those struggles. So it's just neat because all of the stories are so different and so broad, um, but so powerful. And nobody, everybody that shares stories, they haven't necessarily a arrived and I don't think you ever will arrive to understanding your worth completely. I think that's a good thing to know. You know, I think that so many people mm -hmm. are like, man, I am not there yet. But the yeah. powerful thing is that you're past the start. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Man, that's so beautiful. I freaking love what you do. Um, <laughs> I I want to transition into every single episode I ask um every guest um a few questions. And so I just want to jump into a few questions that I love to ask. And this one you kind of already answered a little bit, but maybe you can kind of offer, um, you know, a little twist on things. But what I normally ask is, is there a book? Is there a movie? Is there music? Is there something that you're like really enjoying consuming right now? And I kind of wanted to ask you, like, if someone wants to better understand their value, like, 
what book or movie or music would you recommend? Um, and you, you already recommended safe people and boundaries. I'm mm-hmm. going to order those like as soon as we're done talking, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like what else, you know, like what's something else? Gosh, there's so many good books. I mean, Brene Brown, um, has incredible books. Um, the book that I'm reading right now is actually developing the leader within you because I'm learning, I'm in this new role where it's, you know, I have a team and I have, I have a staff and I have five people and, um, I've never been put into this position before. And it's very vulnerable because they see all my struggles and flaws <laughs> and all my inadequacies. <laughs> so I'm learning how to be just a better boss. So that's a book that I'm currently reading, but a that's book awesome. for yeah, <laughs> but a book for somebody else to read to just kind of, hmm. Well, okay. Have you ever, have you seen the movie Inside Out? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Anybody that has not seen it needs to see it because, and this is what I love the most about Inside Out, is that it talks about without sadness, you can't experience joy. Mm. And I thought that was so powerful and it's a Pixar movie. <laughs> I love that. Well, what's really interesting about that movie is that there's no like antagonist. There's no villain. Um, for mm-hmm. a lot of the movie, you're kind of like a little bit mad at sadness. You're like, okay, you're like screwing things up. Mm-hmm. But like sadness is never like the bad. Like there's nothing wrong with sadness in the entire movie. Like sadness is like an important integral part of this girl's brain. And I yes. think that that says something like that's really powerful where like, it's important to be able to feel your full range of emotions and not, yeah. to, not to just limit that. Mm, so true. That's so true. Oh, love it. Man, that's good. That's a good recommendation because that's fun. I think it's, and we were talking about it earlier with like the bait and switch. Like it's a lot harder to be like, I'm going to open up a book about boundaries than to be like, I'm going to watch a cartoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to eat some popcorn and a frozen Coke and watch Inside Out. <laughs> amazing the next question i want to ask you is how would you describe the kind of person that you most admire in the world oh um let's see there's a lot of people that i admire in the world but one in particular is somebody that cares more about the people around them that they will literally carve out time when they don't have it to listen and to be present and to engage and ask specific questions. And I think that to me, I don't know what it is, but I just, oh, I admire this person because they do that so much. I mean, they do it so well and it's, it's unconditional. It's not like, okay, I'm doing this. So, cause we're friends and you'll do it for me one day too. It's literally, I'm here to serve you. It's the biggest servant's heart that I've ever ex- like witnessed. Um, and so that, that, that's probably the person that I admire the most right now. Someone who selflessly carves out time, sacrifices their own time to be intentional and be present and Mm -hmm. to ask good questions. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's really, really good. Yeah. I want to ask next then, uh, like based on the ways that you've chosen to step out and live your life differently, to to live your life with this idea that like you are so worth loving to live your life in a way that reminds people that they're so worth loving. What's one tangible thing that you'd encourage someone else to do in their own life today, right now, right here? Mm, my goodness. Um, 
I would encourage somebody right now to form a personal board. You know how businesses have boards? Like they all yeah. have, so they have like a panel of people that they like, you know, tell them how to do business. My encouragement to somebody would be to form a personal board where you surround yourself with the right people that are going to give you love and grace, but that are also going to stop you from running into a brick wall and then identifying who those people are. Is that too deep? No, (laughs) no, that's good. That's like tangible. I love that. (laughs) I mean, it's people that are for you. So when you aren't for you or you know other people that aren't for you, you can go to them and you can say, am I overreacting? Is this okay? Is this right? And they can kind of be your board. They're the people that kind of help guide you through life. Yeah. And I mean, in a business, you know, these are people who they advise you, you know, Apple on Apple's board is all these brilliant people who come alongside and say, Hey, here's my experience working in retail. Here's my experience working in marketing. Here's my experience working in production. We are going to advise the company. And then they also call them out on their crap. Like they fired Steve Jobs when, when maybe he needed to be fired back in the day. And it's, you know, but, uh, maybe, maybe that's a bad example because I don't know if that, based on the movie, uh, I don't know if that was the healthiest solution. But like, you know, what you need is you need people who, you know, can speak wisdom into your life, can advise yes. from their experience, but then are also able to call you out in your crap a little bit and be like, maybe this is a direction you can head. Yeah. You know, they're not going to just like stand by limp. They're not going to let you walk into a wall. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Man, well, Aaron, like I am still so flabbergasted by this conversation. It, you're so interesting to me. I'm just like kind of geeking out a little bit. Um, <laughs> if, you, if people want to find out more about you and find out more about So Worth Loving, um, how can they do that? Where can they find you? Yes, they can find us at SoWorthLoving.com. And on Instagram, we're just simply So Worth Loving, So Worth Loving. And then um, you can find me also on Instagram, which is just Erin Eddy, E-R-Y-N-E-D-D-Y. Perfect, man. And you get you guys do something really fun on Instagram where you guys are just like sharing. I mean, it's just, I just think of you guys as like reminders. You know, uh. I'll be scrolling through my Instagram feed and I'll just see one of your photos that says like, you are so worth loving. And uh. it's just like, it's so good. In the, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but just in the midst of being, uh, you know, in this place where it's easy to compare yourself. It's easy to think that you are not as valuable as the next person on your feed. Um, it's nice to have this little reminder that yeah. you're so worth loving. And so you guys do a wonderful job. Oh, thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Seriously. Well, Aaron, like this has been so fun. I, I mean, I've, I've geeked out the entire show, but I love what you guys are doing <laughs> and I'm so honored that we got to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I loved it. It was so good talking deep talks. <laughs> Hashtag deep talks. Um, <laughs> deep talks, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, awesome. Well, thank you, Aaron. Uh, keep being awesome. Thanks, Brandon. See ya. Sounds Good with Brandon Harvey is part of the Gradient Podcast Network and is created in collaboration between me, Brandon Harvey, and Gradient. Find them on Facebook and Twitter at gradient.is. That's gradient, D-O-T-I-S. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, whatever you use. That way, new episodes of Soundskit will download straight to your phone while you're sleeping. 
If you want to keep up with my travels and adventures, I'm actually in Australia right now. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at at Brandon Harvey. That's Brandon with an E-N. And you can learn more about me and sign up for my good newsletter at brandonharvey.com. And that's it for this week's podcast. I'll see you next week when we get the opportunity to learn from another incredible person. Sound good? Sound good?